0: You have just tuned in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight podcast. This is the place where everyday conservative America hangs out. I'm known as the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And with me as always, my friend, my brother, my co-host, Dwight Williams. Join us as we break down this week's events in America and the rest of the world. You get news analysis, color commentary on life, and sometimes things that just make us laugh. So sit back Tune out the rest of the world around you and hang out for the next hour or so with your friends here in the Liberty Room. I have to talk with my hands next to the microphone uh, this whole podcast. And why is that? Did you not see Joe Biden do it during the State of the Union? Oh, he does talk with his hands. A lot, it's like right? he was getting ready to shout at somebody, he had his hands right up by his face. Like Ricky Bobby. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do? What do I do? Well,
1: Joe only has two volumes. Yeah. Yelling or whispering. There's uh, nothing in between. And sniffing. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That, that, that's true. That's true. Good, good uh, thing there was no girl stand next to him to have him sniff her hair. Don't worry. Um, apparently, he gets it from Jill. Did you see the big lip lock she put on the I first, gen- the second gentleman? I did. Oh my God! I mean, there was no hesitation. It wasn't no. like they went for a cheek and missed. No, they walked up and just went. It's yeah, it's like yeah. they rehearsed it. Like they had been, like they had done it
1: before. I in the was the going to say is
0: like, hey, yeah. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> what kind of
1: relationship do they
0: have? Jeez, makes you wonder, don't it? Yeah, I mean, this oh, is the first goodness. lady and the second dude. I'm telling you, that's just. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, in her eyes, he ain't the second dude, is he? (laughs) (laughs) He might be the first dude. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to get emails about that. Welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us, catching us almost in mid sentence here, discussing what's going on this week in the news. Don't forget, uh, thelibertyroom.com is the website to go to to uh, share with all your friends on all your social media pages. Every Friday at noon, a new podcast episode drops on all your favorite podcast providers. Our friends over at iHeartRadio.com Woo, big time. Mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, Pocket uh, uh, Cast. I mean, we're on all, Stitcher, all of them. Everywhere. All of them. We're everywhere. We're in your house, in your car, in your head. Everywhere you uh, listen to podcasts, that's where we are. Also, don't forget, every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, our brother show. Brother show. Brother show. Uh, uh, Wednesdays with Jim. It is the live conversation show where you get to be part of the conversation. Thegymwood.com. That's the website to go to to find out where you can get in on the conversation. It's live on five different social media platforms every Wednesday night, eight o'clock. It's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. I'm actually, getting ready to add some more t- uh, platforms, too. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're going to have to go swim with a different rhyme rather than live on five. Well, it'd be, next will be live on six, live on seven. We'll have to find something that rhymes. We'll find something yeah. that rhymes. But either way, the yeah. dot thelibertyroom.com, those are the websites. And they link. Whenever you pop on one website, you get a pop-up for the other. So it's just a vicious, vicious, vicious circle.
1: I bet that's what the Chinese were doing with their balloon here. They were launching a sixth
0: uh, uh, you know, podcast provider. You think? Yeah. Maybe that was the the relay antenna so they can listen to the Liberty Room in China. Yeah, they're they're probably so
1: interested in the news. They're like, we got to listen to the Liberty Room. Room, We've heard so much about it. I mean, this is— We're high
0: in demand these days. And then Joe Biden went down and shot it down.
1: I mean, what is wrong with him?
0: Well, then see, that even makes more sense because who else would want to silence us more than the nutso liberals? Exactly. I think you're on to something. I think so, too. It makes perfect sense. I, now. That's all the that's all the little Chinese people want to do. They want to listen to the Liberty Room. Yeah,
1: who who doesn't want to listen oh. to us?
0: He just denied all of China access to the Liberty Room. How about that? That gives us more wow. reason to talk about him now, doesn't it? I guess so. Yeah. Good job, Joe. <laughs> don't worry, we got plenty to say about the Chinese too. They wouldn't <laughs> want to listen to it. Maybe after uh, you know some of the things we've said, but that's fine. Oh, the Chai Coms? Yeah, they don't. The Chai Coms don't, don't care. They, yeah, no. they wouldn't like us. Well, no. parts of them would like us. You know, the revolutionaries in China. The people. The people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The 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 Chai Com, uh, uh,
0: you know, the commoners, the, the common yeah. sense people. Yeah. The party people wouldn't. No, the party people would hate us. But you know what? The party some of, a lot of the party people here in America don't like us either. That's true. <laughs> Hence, we have a tense we have a we have a tendency to relate more to just the common folks like us. Because we are common folk. I'm about as common as they come. I'm pretty common too. Born, uh, raised in a union in a uh, not a union, but a, a company house. Mm-hmm. Then moved to a double wide. I we mean, shopped at the company store. I did shop at with the company, company store. credits. Well, no, that was a little before my time, but oh, okay. my grandparents did. Okay. Yeah, but you know. Hey man, I'm I grew up in a trailer and I chopped my own wood. How about that? I saw a trailer once. You saw a trailer? <laughs> it was a movie trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, rich kids. Hey,
1: hey, no, no, no. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. You know, I just I was just a pole black man
0: in the suburbs <laughs> of Chicago. Yeah, keep keep, keep sawing that fiddle. It ain't getting you nowhere. Well, I will. Okay. Nothing else. All right. So this week was the State of the Union. Listen, I know we usually just jump right into the fruit book. Well, sometimes we run off the rails, but Mm -hmm. usually stories come out of the fruit book, and I'm sure this is tops on your list, but this week was State of the Union. What is the State of the Union? Well, apparently it is a political speech now because it's never in years, and I'm talking Democrat and Republican. Mm -hmm. It hasn't truly been a State of the Union report in decades. I would agree. You know, um, I'm trying to go back to think about the last real State of the Union. Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe George Bush came closest after September 11th. Okay. Maybe. I'm not up on all my State of the Union
1: addresses, so I maybe Ronald
0: Reagan know. in his first, really kind of his first year after the hostages were released, his first year as president after the. Iranian hostages were released or the hostages were released from the Iranians. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's very few states of the union that I can remember in my lifetime that was really anything other than a political speech. But last this past week went off off the scale as far as, you know, political speech. All he did was blame Republicans and
1: yell at Republicans and, and, and basically yell at the American people
0: through the TV. You know, every reference he had was, um, in the last four years, in the last few years, it it was all, I mean, it was an anti-Trump speech. Number one, it was, you know, um, and it was, you know, it was, yeah. And he yelled at the American people and and catered to his, Puppet Master. Did you hear how he ended the speech? Uh, well uh, I mean, it was even like a
1: smile on his face, you know, saying, God bless the USA. God No, I mean it was like he was was, it was like he was angry. Yeah. I mean he was ticked and yelling, God bless America And yeah. it's like, Oh my gosh, what did I do to deserve that? Mids were wearing off. I guess so.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it it's
1: I'm surprised he made it through the entire speech without Uh, falling asleep. Double dose Adderall, I guess. I don't know. I I bet that they promised him ice cream if he got
0: through it. Ooh. Yeah. That was motivation. Oh, yeah. That was motivation. But yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm surprised he made it through. Did you notice that there were four Supreme Court justices who did
1: not attend? I did see that. Interesting. Yeah. And, And I was reading an article about it, and no
0: one knows why. At least at the time the article was written. And it wasn't for that goes along party lines. It was kind of a mishmash. Yeah. One of them was a Democrat. At least one. Yeah. Sotomayor. Sotomayor. Yeah, that's right. She wasn't there. Um, so it wasn't, you know, you can't say it was political. I, I wonder, wonder what the issue was. wonder what the deal was. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if they'll ever let us know if anybody's asking those questions.
1: Yeah. I, I'd be interested in knowing, I mean, because Sotomayor is definitely a liberal. Um, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm not surprised that, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, the latest one that was, um, uh uh Kentaji Brown Jackson yeah kBj what that her name? yeah yeah um she that, was there that she was there because I mean she oh, yeah. was a
0: she's a, a an appointee by Biden right she's a, well of course she's on the on the aisle on the front row too yeah. so you know that way the cameras make sure they got a you know got a shot of her being there of I knew course. she'd be there John yeah.
1: roberts obviously being the 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 rhino he had the other he aisle, had to be so, there yeah. um but yeah when my sotomayor wasn't there it was like that's kind of strange
0: A little on the odd side. Um,
1: but, you know, it, I, I noticed there were some other Republicans who said they were not going to attend as well. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I, I so I was actually repairing some drywall at my house and i was listening to the speech yeah and actually actually working on drywall was actually more
0: entertaining i was was trying really hard not to throw stuff at my tv
1: and i decided to go listen to uh, the blaze because they were doing an mst3k (laughs) um you know roast of biden
0: which was actually kind of funny um yeah i I tried to watch a little bit of that and i got a little perturbed not at what they were saying it's just the fact that i was trying to hear what he had to say why you
1: didn't say anything well
0: i know but You know, when you listen to people speak, sometimes the things they don't say jump out at you more than the things they do say. That's deep.
1: (laughs) Now, see, Jim, I I will listen to you and I don't want an MST, MST 3K thing going on. Now, Joe Biden couldn't care less what he says. Yeah. He doesn't, I don't think he knows what he's saying half the time.
0: Uh, you know what? I, I heard uh, Bill O'Reilly on uh, Sean Hannity's show The Day After, mm. and he made a comment that um, that Joe Biden's direct handler, I'll say. You know, everybody talks about the puppet master, who's pulling his strings. Um, but he made a comment that it's, it's um, Susan Rice. Really? And, of course, you know. Sean Hannity made a comment, well, is that what you believe or is that what you know? And he goes, and all of a sudden O'Reilly's Riley's voice changed Mm -hmm. and it was like, that's what I know. I know that for a fact. Really? And I kind of took me off and I've been doing some research and doing some studying on that. I still don't have enough information to say that I agree with him, Mm -hmm. that I agree with him. Um, it does make sense in a lot of ways as a cons- you know if you if somebody wants to call it a conspiracy theory they can oh um, they're going to call it a conspiracy theory oh sure they theory. will sure oh, yeah. they will until it's proven um but uh and then you it'll know, be an I told you so then it'll be yeah a uh, 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 spoiler alert mm-hmm. you know um but i you know sometimes when you you listen to the words that he said as i look back at it and doing that research and stuff in there you can hear the Susan Rice Obama era um what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the manner in which they presented things, it fits the puzzle.
1: Well, you know, after makes oh, me more curious. After Obama left office as president. Yeah. And Trump became president. Yes. You know, behind the scenes, I'm pretty certain and we've seen I've read articles that suggest that Barry was still very well engaged in D C. Yeah. And I think during the Biden, when Biden was running against um, – uh, or when he, when he went for the nomination for the Democrat Party, if you remember in the very beginning, Obama would not endorse him. Right. And I think a lot of it came down to Obama was trying to see who was actually going to get the nomination and yeah. then endorse. So it was a safe play for him. But I think that was, that, that was because he wanted to be able to control –
0: Whoever is going to be the nominee. Well, look back to what he said. If I had, a, in, in a perfect world, if I could sit in my basement and control the control the old Office for a third term, you know, paraphrasing, of course, but he did say that in an interview. Mm-hmm. And to me, what you're saying, you know, he sat back and he waited, but I'm sure there was a little negotiation going on there. Oh, I'm sure there was. To the point yeah. where Biden finally went, okay, I'll do whatever you say, just make sure I win. And then all of a sudden... You know, all of us election deniers Mm -hmm. wondered what happened to make Trump lose when it was so sure that it was going to go our way.
1: Well, I'll go back even further to suggest that if you remember when Biden was running the first, um, you know, in in 2020, Uh um, he was losing big time in in the very beginning. Oh, absolutely. And and it was South Carolina Uh where it turned around. Yeah. And everyone credits uh, Senator, was it Senator Clyburn? Yes, yes. Who, uh, or was it congressman? I forget what he is. Congressman. Okay, congressman. They they credit him for being the one that got the black vote out and basically
2: Joe Biden
1: turned around. See, I I don't think that was the case. I've always believed that there was something else happening behind the scenes. Like there's Obama back there pulling the strings because Uh, of, you know, of all of his, (laughs) look, all of us conservatives, we did not like Obama at all. No. Okay. But he's a very popular president with the liberals and with black folks. Well, and so I really think he's the one that got out. He determined that it it was going to be Joe Biden of all candidates that he can control. That's why there was no there was no endorsement early on. It was him
0: trying to set the stage. I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't think I agree with with it mostly, but I don't think he did it all by himself. Because we've talked about it here. We've talked about it in depth here about how our vice president got to be vice president when, Mm -hmm. you know, they, she wasn't even ranking on the scale. That's true. But she was somebody's favorite candidate. Yeah. You know? Um, So I think a a little uh, conglomeration— of those powers that B got together to make it happen. Yeah, I that agree. With being that being Obama's yeah. and the Soros's and a few others. Well, I'm not saying chain. it
1: was Obama by himself. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think he had a big hand in it. Well, you know, like I said, when you uh, pay attention to the things that are not said, sometimes it speaks louder. Mm-hmm. You sit back and you look at the policies that are put into place. You look at the things that, you know, we know the people don't like, but there are certain people who do. A minority who do, like the Soros's, like the Obama's, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are the things that get put in place. You're starting to see who put the pieces where. That's all I'm saying. And Mm -hmm. when you hear the way he talked to the American people during the State of the Union, it makes it even more clear in my eyes. Hmm. And I I don't have my tinfoil hat on right now. Well, Well, you promised you'd have it next week. I did promise I'll have it next week and I will. I will debut it on the Wednesday show. Next week. I'm so looking. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> That's going to be awesome to see. My three-cornered Patriot tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. It's coming, folks. It's coming. We'll I'm telling be, you. We'll be selling them at the uh, thejimwood.com <laughs> store. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be funny. But Anyway, back to the the State of the Union. There was a whole list of things that uh, that I went through on the Wednesday show this week, um, I mean, from the very beginning on down, Mm -hmm. I mean, he gaffed right out of the darn gate when he's talking about, uh, the, the Senate majority leader. Oh yeah. That was hilarious. Referred to him as the minority leader. Yeah. Um, you know, and just went right into lie after lie after lie. And, and the tone of his conversation about the American people really just, it, it turned my stomach. He did a lot of lying. I mean, he-, he A lot he, of contradiction as well. He he lied a lot about
1: how the jobs that he created. Well, <laughs> number one, the government doesn't create jobs. And here the president. No. Okay. And the economy that he inherited when he stole the election, and I'm going to call it, he stole the election. Okay. The economy he inherited was growing at a very fast pace until he took control of it.
0: And then he darn near near killed it. Well, he started talking about the deficit. That was one thing that irked me because he, you know, that's what I say. The half of the speech was about Trump, Mm -hmm. you know, and the Trump administration, because when he talked about the deficit, he talked about 25% of the deficit, um, you know, 25% of the deficit was created, uh, by in the last four years, which or by the previous administration. I can't remember exactly how he put it, but the blame was on Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. So you even go back to look at some of the fact checkers who who followed up on that. Um, even the New York Times, a known liberal rag, you know, came up and said, well, that needed more context because even though the deficit did go up 25% during the Trump administration, it was, o- it was only because of policies put in place by the previous administration that he couldn't get out of that forced his hand for it to go up. You know, things like Obamacare. Yep. You know, so even though it did go up during his presidency, it wasn't because of his actions. wasn't because of his presidency. But, yeah, they don't talk about
1: that. Well, they always say the first term of a president is really a reflection of the last term of the previous. Sure. Because most of those presidents are going to, you know, they're going to sign things, to make themselves look good, but make it not go into effect until they're out of office. Who
0: was, who was the vice president under, under Obama?
1: Let me think here. Um, hmm. Oh, oh, I, I know the answer to this one.
0: Uh, uh, Mr. Williams. Uh,
1: Mr. Wood, the answer is um, Joseph Robinette Biden
0: Jr. How about that? Did I get his name right? Uh, I don't care. (laughs) I really didn't know his middle name, honestly. I think it is Robinette. Is it really? I'm
1: pretty sure it is. (laughs) I got to look it up now. Yeah, Joseph
0: Robinette Biden Jr. His initials spell out what he mumbles most of the time. Gerber, 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 gerberish. Gerber. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. actually uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, and the fact, and listen, man, I, you know what? Listen, I, I said on the Wednesday show that in past years, um, I expect more out of our elected uh, officials. I won't call them leaders, mm-hmm. our elected officials, um, you know, you see old um, um, footage from uh, the bodies of government in places like the Philippines, um, where they're breaking down and throwing chairs at each other and just, you know, it gets, it gets physically violent. And I'm like, we're not like that. We're better than that. Mm-hmm. Our forefathers put forth a better uh, uh, form of government to where we shouldn't be like that. Um, even when the, um, uh, uh, the South Carolina elected official yelled out at Obama that he was a liar, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, there's really no place for that. Um, boy, have I changed my tone since then <laughs> because it's gotten so much to where you sit there and you look at the current sitting president lying to the American people as, as fierce and as consistently as he did, this week at the State of the Union, somebody's got to call that crap out. Mm-hmm. You know, so when when he said that the the Republicans wanted to end Medicare and Social Security. Yeah, that line was total BS. Oh, my God. Even Kevin McCarthy's back there shaking his head no. and He tried to keep control through the whole thing, or at least make the head nod you know, like, to make it seem like he is. Yeah. But when it came to that, you, you can't defend that statement.
1: No, no Republicans ever been talking about defunding Medicare,
0: not funding it or getting rid of it. Right. No one's talking or the Democrats are. Well, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden talked about it in 1995. That, that piece of footage, man, you can't run from it Yeah. when it's on film, when it's on audio, when it's on the internet, you ain't running from it. Mm -hmm. You know, back in 1995, he was talking about getting rid of all of it, you know? Um, But the, what they're referring to is Rick Scott of Florida. Rick Scott wanted to put a sunset clause in every program in the the U.S. government Mm -hmm. with intention to every five years revisit, keep the ones that work, Mm -hmm. get rid of the ones that don't, to help purge the system, to help try to cut down on some of the unnecessary spending. Sure. That was the intent of the piece of legislation he discussed putting forward, but yet the Democrats turned it into a, they took it out of context and twisted it and put a spin on it. To where they tried that, but it's obviously not working. Mm-hmm. The majority of Americans, and most definitely the Republicans, are not having this this farce created to try to 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 really try to uh, um, uh, put a, an effect on on voting and opinion on the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. You know, and I agree with Rick Scott. There ought to sure. be a sunset clause, sure. and to get rid of, to purge. Um, uh, programs that just don't work and waste our money. Why would you want a program to to go into perpetuity when it doesn't
1: work? You know, now, okay, look at Medicare. Even if there was a sunset clause on Medicare, if it's working, okay, then keep it. If it's not working, then let's get rid of it or let's replace it with something that does work.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: but no one's suggesting just to get rid of it because we can't. I mean, everyone knows, even Republicans know, that people depend on Medicare, absolutely, and, and so to get rid of it, no one's going to do it. That's that would be so, you know, unpopular to the point that whoever voted for it would never get back into office again. Yeah. So no one's going to defund it. No one's going to get rid of it. No. Even if it, even if it doesn't work hundred percent, they're not gonna, they're not going to get rid of
0: it. But you're not going to get that message across to the to the low information vote. No. You know, the low no. information Democrats going to be like they're trying to. One that Handy says all the time: push grandma off the cliff. <laughs> You know, that gets on my nerves so bad, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, you know, it's really kind of, you know, a, a harsh way of putting what they're of the image that the Democrats are trying to portray of the Republicans. And that's not it. What we want is a better program because if sure. one's not working, improve it, improve on it and make it better. Because right now social security isn't working, right? You know, we've got, uh, elderly folks right now who are living on cat food, mm-hmm. you know, who can't make ends meet. Yep. Right now, in the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we're getting ready to deal in the next coming weeks of our the reassessment of, of people's property. And me, as a city councilman here in our city, I'm already getting emails from people talking about, how do I afford my property tax? You know, uh, people on the Wednesday show was talking just that. How do I afford it? I'm on a fixed income. How do I afford this? One of your viewers said
1: that they were going to take their bill and just send it straight to your house. (laughs) Well, mine's going up
0: too. Don't think for a second that I'm immune. Oh, I'm pretty sure as vice mayor, you, you get a you get an exemption. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure you are full of crap. <laughs> I think the city just city pays your mortgage, right? Uh, yeah. Let's not try not to start any rumors. <laughs> All right. I've got enough people talking. Hey, that's what I heard. I heard the city pays <laughs> for your mortgage
1: and they pay your taxes. I mean, I'm pretty
0: uh, sure about this. Well, you saw the limo out front. My driver's asleep in the front seat. He's, you know, at the ready at any time. I know. It's a nice looking limo. Yeah. I was like, man, I should become a city councilman. Uh, Jeez. You know. You know, I just you know, you want some drive through or something? I can send him down there. Yeah, let's
1: go get something, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just snap my fingers. That's all I have to do. Yeah, you are awesome. You are the man.
1: <laughs> but you gotta serve your constituents well. I love this. <laughs> you got my vote again, oh, bro. Oh my
0: goodness. Oh, there it go there it goes. We're I need to get you a tinfoil hat. <laughs> I'm is, gonna yeah, need one. That's not the way it works at all. <laughs> But the, you know, but you
1: know, back on t- on topic though, you know, Biden came out and tried to. He went out, he, he pitted Democrats or Republicans against each other. But then he tries to portray himself as trying to be bipartisan.
0: Yeah, we it, all got to work together as long as you agree with me.
1: Exactly. You can't be like that. You can't no. have your cake and eat it too. Either you're going to be bipartisan or you're not. And yeah. trying to divide
0: us. Well, is con- not the answer. Yeah, yeah, division and contradiction. That's that. That was the theme of uh, sure. of the State of the Union. It was all – I mean, if you think about it, there was one part where he talked about um, – uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, that. we was talking about big pharma, how they're not allowed to uh, – um, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to charge as much as they do for their drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, insulin. That's that's what I was trying to remember. I kept trying to say penicillin. I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. it. Insulin. You know, think back. Think in the very beginning through a fit over big – in the speech about big pharma. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're making way too much money, way too much money. And then he turns right on and says how he's going to fix the insulin issue. You know, think back to when Donald Trump was president. That was a long did, time ago. Didn't we have a plan? Didn't he put a plan in place to cap the price on insulin? Yes, he did. He most certainly did. I know this because John Henry, mm-hmm. our executive producer, mm-hmm. depends on insulin to live. He has, he, he is a diabetic who was born with diabetes You know, and he, he, whenever he eats a meal, he has to calculate what he eats on how much insulin he has to take. If not, it could kill him. Mm -hmm. So he is heavily dependent on insulin. And my sister, who is a single mother to this 17 year old young man who depends on insulin, it costs, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for insurance, um, I don't know how she'd be able to afford it. We, you know, it would be a family issue to have to pay for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Donald Trump in office, he ca- he capped the amount of cost for insulin for everybody. Right. So, you know, after his big speech about, you know, well, when Biden came into office, one of the first things he did was remove that cap. Yeah. And let big pharma go back to charging whatever the hell they wanted to for it. Mm-hmm. When he laid out plainly last night, it takes a, it it costs about $13 a vial to produce. You know, that's what he said in the State of the Union. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, he's going to swoop in like the hero and put a cap on insulin. The cap that he removed. The cap that he removed. Sure. So it was constantly a contradiction back and forth. You know. Okay, well,
1: another contradiction. Yes. He came out and he said very plainly, I am a capitalist. But then the same breath said how how, how companies are making too much money.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. huge contradiction. If you're a capitalist, you should applaud companies for making the money they make. Absolutely. That, that, that's a part of being a capitalist. It's yeah. Honestly, you've seen the, you've seen the movie, um, oh, it's with uh, the character uh, uh, Gordon Gecko, played by um, Wall Michael Street. Douglas. Wall Street. Wall Street, yeah. Right. You know, greed is good. Yeah. Right? The whole idea of Wall Street, the whole idea of having a business is to make as much money as you can. Sure. It's not to just make a little. People don't go into business so they can make $10? No. They go into business so they can become the next millionaire or billionaire. You don't take that risk to be average. Right. And so, if, yeah, if you are Pfizer or, Mod- or Moderna or whatever and you make billions, congratulations. Yep. You're making money. That that That's why you have a company. Now, I do believe that if if we're going to um, rely on these companies to pr- to produce drugs, yep. then maybe there should be some discussion on bringing the price of drugs down because I look at my own son. My son's on Vivance, okay, which is, which is Adderall, basically. Without insurance, that drug is like $300. Yeah. With insurance, it's like $60. Yeah. So God forbid if I ever lose insurance, how do I afford Adderall? I mean, it, so it, it, should a conversation be, be had? Sure, a conversation, we should be talking about it. Yeah. How can we bring the cost down? But we had an opportunity here under Trump to bring the cost down for insulin. Sure. And we did. Yep. And the Democrats took it away. Yep. But then they're going to blame us Republicans for not doing anything. That We're the ones stopping right. progress. No, we're not. We're the ones who did the progress. Right. You're the ones who stopped it. Absolutely. And then blamed us for it.
0: Hey, listen, you know what? It. <laughs> you know, when my dad, when he was still alive and he was fighting cancer, mm-hmm. he had one treatment that one shot cost $19,000. Oh, my goodness. One shot. That's what was charged by that that was the charge to insurance. Wow, nineteen thousand dollars. Wow, how's that for ridiculous? There is nothing. I, I, you can't tell me that it costs that much, much to to produce that shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. those uh, the the State of the Union, constant contradiction, things that made me angry. You know, um, was his uh, well, number one, his um, insinuation. About January 6th, you know, and then he mm-hmm. goes into talking about the police and you know what? I mean, and, and well, he called, uh, Okay, so he called the
1: January 6th thing yeah. that the democracy faced basically the greatest threat since the civil, civil war. war. Did, did uh, he forget about nine 11?
0: Uh, apparently. How, how about the attack on Pearl Harbor? Civil war. We lost more American citizens on both sides of that conflict mm-hmm. than all other wars put together. Yeah. And he's gonna con- and and he's gonna say that January sixth equaled that. That's asinine. Yeah. You know I love how they put the numbers about the police officers. Uh, you know there were five people killed that day. Do they ever count Ashley Babbitt? No, oh, no, no. You know when you go look at the actual cause of death, mm-hmm. none of those officers were killed because of January sixth. Mm-hmm. Only one person died. Because of January 6th. And that was Ashley Babbitt. Right. Unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. The same officer who shot Ashley Babbitt had also been disciplined before for uh, excessive force and and a questionable shooting. But did he ever, do you even know his name? Nope. Did he ever come up on trial? Nope. Did he ever have any controversy about him whatsoever leading up to the investigation that cleared him? Don't think so. Meanwhile Ashley Babbitt is rotting in a grave somewhere.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. yeah. <laughs> but but for him to, to insinuate
1: that, you know, that the Civil War yeah. that, that, that 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 this was bigger than the Civil War, or even or even the greatest thing since, we've had things happen, you know, since the Civil War that was even worse. Oh my goodness. I mean, like I said, nine eleven. Absolutely. We lost what? Five thousand was it three thousand, five thousand Americans? Three thousand Americans. Okay. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, uh, just, uh, we've lost what people to Hurricane Katrina. This is, it's all political. Every like, it really, it. It's all about division. Yeah. It's not about bringing people together. It's about no. the continual dividing because we, know, look, Rahm Emanuel said it perfectly. Never <laughs> let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. Okay. But in this case, they're going to create, they're going to manufacture that crisis. Yep. And then they're going to say, "Oh, we have the answer to the crisis that we just created." So let's cause the we're going to create division. Yep. We're going to cause division,
0: yeah. and then we're going to give you the answer to get over it. Sure, absolutely. I mean, so I'm going to ask you a question, and I, okay. I did I, I touched on it on the Wednesday show, mm-hmm. and I want your perspective on it because you are a black man in America. Yes, Michael Jordan is the goat. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go this route again? No. Because we agree on it? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it needs to be talked about okay. in order to um, just reemphasize the fact that, yes, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. MJ. Hands the GOAT. down. Yeah. So all this talk of LeBron James here lately. Who? Exactly. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's the way it should be. Okay. But, yeah. you know, there's so many other players I would put above LeBron James, who is the self appointed greatest of all time. Yeah, like like Kareem, Kobe, Wilt. oh keep going. Don't uh, don't ever forget Bill Larry Russell, Burd, Larry Bill Burd, Russell, Magic Johnson. Absolutely. Pistol Pete. Oh, Pete Maravich, yeah. 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 You know, the Oscar Ma- Robertson. we talked about the 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 co- yeah. the combination of the Mailman. Yeah, Carl Malone. Yeah. And his sidekick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how many players how do we Shaq. A Shaq, absolutely. Couldn't hit a free throw for crap. No, but he averaged 27 points and
1: has five championships. So no he kidding. gives all the free throws
0: he wants. He's so big. He can stand under the – just all he did was stand under the basket. <laughs> Throw me the ball. You know? <laughs> uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah. Dominique uh, Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. think of all these Akeem players. Olajuwon. Dr. J. I mean, yeah. we can go on all night about these players. Mm-hmm. You know? Even now, even though I don't agree with a lot of things he said. Stephen Curry. Yeah. Or Stephen Curry. Ste- Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry is an incredible – his dad, Dale Curry.
1: mm Boy, that dude was a beast back in the
0: day. Oh, absolutely.
1: Three-point specialist for 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 um uh, for Charlotte. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, you have all these players and look, for him to be uh, it, it's it's I I hate LeBron James. Yeah,
1: I, I don't like watching him play. And you know, I, He's I, just unpleasant. We've talked about this before, not in the podcast, but privately. Look, Michael Jordan did a lot for the game to make the game better yeah okay now he happened to come along at the right time yeah for it to happen okay lebron and everyone today is who they are because of what michael jordan did
0: oh he laid the foundation
1: yeah ever i mean i remember back for in the
0: 90s, basketball
1: everybody wore air jordans everybody yeah. wanted to be like mike everybody wore the bulls jersey today you'd be hard pressed to find anybody wearing a lebron james jersey
0: Oh, well, especially in Cleveland.
1: I mean, look at the fact that the jerseys all have the Nike emblem of of a jump man. Yeah. Who's jump man? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. You know, so when LeBron says he's the greatest, no, last time I checked, um, Jordan's image is (laughs) on the uniform that you wear. Yeah. Number 23, which you adopted. Yeah. Jordan was the first real 23. Yeah. You know, uh, so no, LeBron, you're just the king of flop, is what you are. Yeah. You you pad your stats. I mean, look at this. What the the game that he supposedly yeah, supposedly the game that he supposedly took over the the, the all time scoring leader title. Yeah, is the game that he lost.
0: How about that.
1: I mean, it, how about you focus on your team winning?
0: You focus on get your team to the playoffs. Not focus on. Patting your stats. Listen, when you were when you were on the Wednesday show this week, I even you know, I, I made the comment about and I've always respected Michael Jordan for the fact that when he came into the NBA, he didn't make a big exorbitant contract. As a matter of fact, when he could have made them big stupid contracts, he kept his, his cost to his team low. Until the second three peak. Until the second three, then it changed, but that's what he did. He made it possible for the Chicago bulls to put a team around him so they could win as a team. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all me, 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 me. Yeah. You know, Jordan made sure the people around him were paid. Oh, and Jordan got paid too. Oh, Jordan got I mean, paid big time. Jordan's I mean, money came from Nike's he, endorsement.
1: He signed the first hundred million dollar contract. In fact, Nike took a risk because they were a no-name company at the time. Absolutely. And they, did, I, I forget that they Boy, did, did not that pay off. They did not expect to make more than what a few million off of him. Yeah. And just see how how many billions they've made since then. Oh yeah. But when Jordan got in the second the second three peeps. So from '96 through '98, you know Jordan's salary went up from I think it was like it went from like 1 million to like 33 million overnight. He started going yeah. to one year contracts yeah. and he basically commanded about a third of the Chicago Bulls salary cap,
0: which but still left him plenty of room. Exactly. To pay the Rodman's and the Pippins. And you now, know. if you
1: ask Scotty, he was getting gypped out of it, but Scotty, you signed a 10 year deal and they yeah. told you not to, and yeah. you still did. So that's yeah. your problem. But my point is that and back to your point, Jordan still did not command the entire salary of the entire right. team.
0: Like LeBron.
1: Yeah. LeBron's salary is like yeah. a four year, $45 million deal. Yeah. That's a ton of money.
0: Yeah.
1: For so, a guy who can't get to the play, uh, to the playoffs anymore. Yeah. Gets to the playoffs and chokes or flops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you see the big trades that happened today? Yeah, I did. I mean, Kyrie Irving is gone to Dallas and Kevin yep. Durant and, yep, Dur- Dur- and everybody's another point I got to mention. It's was <laughs> think about at work
2: today.
0: Now they're kind of on the basketball topic. We went from the s- state of the union to basketball. But
1: I know I know the point you want to get to though. The question yes. you were going to ask, we'll get to that in a second, Yeah. What I was thinking was this. It's funny how times have changed because I remember back in the 90s and the 80s when people would join Way a team. back
0: in the 90s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People would join a team. Yeah. And stay there till they retired. Sure. Absolutely. There was team loyalty. Yep. Now it's like they all just want to drift around. I mean, yeah. how many teams has Kyrie Irving played for? Yeah. When he goes to the Hall of Fame, what, what team was he to represent? He's, been, he's played for everybody.
0: The Hall of Fame is not going to be about team anymore.
1: But that's the problem. That that gives you, I mean, people, like in the White Sox, when Frank Thomas went into the Hall of Fame, he went in as as, as a Chicago White Sox. I can hang my head on that. I'm a big Sox fan. I love that. Jordan went in as a Chicago Bull. Yeah. What's LeBron going to go in as? LeBron. Probably. Yeah. Are are they going to retire 23 because of LeBron?
0: Probably. He's paid yeah the Chinese Chinese have paid for it for him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. They
1: practically own the NBA as it is. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wouldn't be surprised. Oh, but then we'll have well, then we'll be having that the, the discussion of who the real 23 is. And well, we, I know we, who the answer is going to be. We know who it really we is. We absolutely know. Yeah. So what was the point I was going to make? Well,
1: you asked me a question that you
0: asked me on oh, your oh, Wednesday oh, show. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that was and I hijacked your question. You did hijack the question. <laughs> and you, smooth wasn't it? And that. you did it again. You <laughs> yes, did it Wednesday. You did it now. I'm just so but ready. okay. So your perspective as a black man in America. Okay. So when they introduced, um, uh, uh what's his name? The guy that got killed in Memphis. Yeah, Tyree, I Yeah. Um, whatever his last name was. Uh-huh. Um, Joe Biden went on the thing about people having the talk with their kids uh-huh. about police officers. Mm-hmm. Have you had the talk or do you feel the need to?
1: Um, no, I've not had the talk in that sense. Okay. The only
0: talk I've had with
1: my kids is the fact that you respect a police officer. Sure. Um, I, you know, as you know, I'm in a mixed marriage. Yeah. So my kids are half black, half white. Um, I just, I do not in any organization, you're going to have bad apples. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any organization, you're going to have bad apples. So is, are, are there racist cops out there? Yes. The media would have you believe that they dominate, that it's systemic, that every cop out there yeah. is against black people. That's not the case. So I teach my kids simply respect police officers. Their yeah. job is to uphold the law. Yeah. Okay. Their job is to investigate crimes. Uh, if you respect them, generally they will respect you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Now when I was growing up, the talk my dad told me basically was to respect police officers. Yeah. Now he came from a different era, sure, a he different did. time. He and came from deep South too. He did. And so he did tell me that I needed, as a black man, to keep my nose clean. Yeah. You know, but that's the
0: extent of it. Yeah. He he, he grew up near, he grew up during, you know, all the history. Yes. The racial history yeah. in the South. Yeah. He experienced all that. I can, I can understand it from his perspective, but that's kind of why I was, you know, there are two ways to look at it. And it seems like to me, the message... That was coming across from Joe Biden during the State of the Union, was he was still looking at it from that 1965 1968 perspective? Well, that's, that's what Democrats do.
1: They're well, they're still living in the past, like every white cop out there is targeting black people. Well,
0: you saw the button that the the, the, the congressional black caucus was wearing. You mean the congressional black Caucasians, as Rush Limbaugh called them? <laughs> God bless Rush. I Man, swear, I miss, I miss Rush. Miss him so bad, but. I man, can you imagine what he had to say about oh, that State of the Union? I've got his voice in my head. Oh, my God. I could hear it myself, just mm-hmm. losing his mind, yeah. rattling the papers from the formerly nicotine stained, stained fingers. fingers. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I mean, and, and that's what they were doing. That The, the what was it, 1870? Uh, mm-hmm. The 1870 button that they were wearing. And a lot of people didn't realize what it was, but it goes back to a man, you know his name, Oh, yes. Thurston... Uh, no, his, it was uh, Henry Truman, Truman, Henry Truman, who supposedly was the first black man killed by a white cop. Uh, what about the first white guy that was killed by a cop? Yeah. We're not talking about that. No.
1: Again, it's all about division. It's sure. not about trying to fix the problem. And, and look, I'll be the first to admit, are there cops targeting black people? Sure. There are black cops targeting white, white people, people too. Yes, they and are. Gonna, I'll say it right now. I know I know this will make the headlines of the papers. I'm going to say it anyway. Black people yeah. don't trust white people. Okay, so right. if you want trust, you've got to you've got to earn trust as well. You have sure. got to give it, and you got to earn it. Yep. Okay. If if as a black person, I don't trust a white cop,
0: how can I expect them to trust me? Well, there's a lot of you now. There's a lot of you say black people don't trust white people. Well, there's a lot of white people that don't trust black sure, people. Sure. And let me tell you wearing a button on the state of the union that says 1870 and then you find out the reason behind it doesn't help build that trust at all. That's exactly right. They're building that they're building division, the they're building that that controversy between people uh, who are the same but different. See the problem is that they they're trying to they're trying to push this
1: narrative. That's all it comes down to is they're trying yeah. to push a story that's not true. Right. Okay, yes, you have some black people who have been targeted. We're talking, look, there's 330 million Americans. Yeah. Okay. We're talking a handful of black people are targeted every year. Okay. A handful of white people are targeted every year. Sure. We're not talking about them. We're, we're blowing out of proportion yeah. what the real problem yep. is. What it is is we have hatred in this country, and it's not just limited to one race, it's across everything. Sure, it is. Now is it is it systemic where we're targeting each other? Not
0: really? No. No, it's not. Not the way they define systemic.
1: But but if you look at okay, all you got to do is look at any of these cop shows on TV. For example, remember Live PD
0: used to be on the air? I never A&A. saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. It
1: was a we used, it was a, it was a staple in our household. My okay. kids loved it. My daughter especially. She wanted to be a cop because of it. But here here's the funny thing. You watch cops, Live PD, now it's called something different now. In in most of the re- arrests that happen, yeah, it's because the the perpetrator was belligerent to the cop, yeah, and they end up getting arrested or beaten or shot or something. Okay, yeah. if you just respected the officer instead of trying to fight your battle, not in the courtroom, yep. wait till you get to court, get your lawyer, fight it there, problem solved. You're not going to get shot in court, not going to nah. get beaten up in court. And if the cop is wrong, everyone's going to know it. And he goes he goes away in, you know, in shame and disgrace. Yeah. But, to, but but if you just respect, if you show respect, the golden rule. Yeah, do unto others. is you would have them do unto you. Yeah. If I treat the officer right, he will pro- most likely treat me just right. Yeah. I have met a lot of cops in my life, I, and I know you have too. And I've respected every single one of them. Yeah. And I have never had one look at me and say, oh, well, you're a black man. I'm going to treat you different. Yeah. Never,
0: not one. Well, according to the Biden administration, you're the only one. Why well, must not be black enough?
1: Then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's it's sad that we're still. I mean, here we are, this is 2023. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the stuff that was you know prevalent back in 1965. Yeah, stuff that we should be way past.
0: Stuff that we really are as a as the majority of people are way past. We, exactly. You know, I mean, it comes down to it. it you know, what cracked me up was. They, they want to come, how do I say this without being, you know, the, the white guy they try to paint me to be? Well, you're not white. I'm not? You're more black than I am. <laughs> You say that, but I you do. know me. Yeah. You know the music I listen to. I know. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know my background but and my history. Who's
1: taking me to a, uh, a, a soul concert coming a up?
0: Tower of Power, man. We're yeah. going to see Tower of Power. You didn't even know who Tower of Power was. Not so, you, not so, you told me who they were.
1: You had to play some music for me from them too.
0: Absolutely, dude. Yeah. We're going to get her funk on. Anyway. a yeah. <laughs> white man, these the black man funk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am definitely not black enough.
0: <laughs> well, you will be after the Tower of Power concert, all right?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna come out there wearing dreads. And <laughs> I have my, my, my pants
2: around my ankles.
0: <laughs> Coming out wearing a rasta headband. That's oh right. my god! Anyway, no, um, you made me lose my train of thought. Now, what I was I was trying to say? Um, Something about 19, 1870. Oh no! I mean, when look at where we're at in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, we. You said we should be past that. The people who were complaining and making their statement and making their their social, uh, pushing their social agenda with that 1870 button, they're congressmen, mm-hmm. they're senators, yep. they're members of our cabinet, the presidential cabinet. Nobody in there was in chains.
1: They were invisible chains.
0: Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you what, those people are making six-figure salaries, living a comfortable life. Nobody is a slave these days. Yeah. But they deserve the reparations regardless. Well, only if you're from San Francisco, apparently.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with you 100%. They're not in chains. No. I mean, it goes back to even when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling kneeling from the flag and claiming it was because he wanted to shine a light on systemic racism or whatever. You throw a football for a living and you're paid more money in one year than the average black person will make in 20 lifetimes. Yeah. So how is it that you've experienced racism? Yeah, you were. You know. Was a fire hose turned on you at the bridge in Selma? Last yeah. time I checked, that wasn't the case. Yep. You know, were were you excluded because, from something because of the color of your skin? No. Some white dude hired you to throw a football and paid you a whole lot of money.
0: You know who I felt bad for in that whole Kaepernick thing? His grandparents.
1: How embarrassed they must be.
0: Well, he came from a mixed family. Mm, yeah. And his white grandparents raised him, basically, and gave him the opportunities and and put him on a path to where he could show his talents that got him to the NFL and got him that million dollar contract. In the mediocre talents? Well, it became mediocre, you know. And that's just average for some players. Mm -hmm. Unless you're really, truly one of the greats, you know, you may have a couple of good years, make the money while you can. That was the case with him. And he made plenty of money, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But... I mean, for him to constantly um, do the things he did, I thought, I I, I just wondered what his grandparents, his white grandparents thought after knowing the lifestyle that he was allowed to be raised in and the, uh, (laughs) I won't say it, but you know, what he, uh, the privilege that he was allowed in his lifetime for him to act that way. I mean, they, they must feel betrayed you have to, you have to feel that way up to a point. Yeah. You know, I I know they loved him. I know that, uh, you know, like any parent or grandparent would be willing to give blood for your, for your children, your grandchildren. But, um, I, I I would feel a little bit betrayed. Yeah. I think I would, if that was the route, you know, my son took, I don't know.
1: The other day I was talking to my daughter. It felt bad for him. There's an issue at her school. You know, you're familiar with. And I won't really mention it. I' yes. going go public with it right now. But um, you know, we were ta- she and I were talking about. It. We were talking about other people in her school and everything. And I, I'm really proud of my daughter because she doesn't look at these kids and go, "Oh, he's black. He's white. He's Hispanic." Yeah. It's just this is this is Joe. This is Jim. This is Jabari. This is you know Caitlin. That, that that's all she sees. Yeah. Now if I say. Hey, I was at your school and which one was he? Were you sitting next to me? I'll go there for lunch. And she's like, oh, he was one of sitting next to this person. Well, okay. What color was he? He was black. Oh, oh, that kid. Okay. Yeah. You know, just for identification purposes. But beyond that, she doesn't see see color.
0: No, she don't. My son
1: son doesn't see color.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's exactly what Martin Luther King was trying to get the point across to us is we've got to be colorblind when it comes to people.
0: Yeah.
1: We all are the same. But we keep talking about we keep we keep perpetuating the problem because we just keep
0: we keep talking about oh racism exists sure
1: racism racism has
0: existed since the beginning of time you know our friend Danny uh, sent um, on our, our little group text that we have sent a link today mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what inspired him but he was just in one of those moods and it True was fault. The, <laughs> it was the interview with uh, Morgan Freeman who uh, talked about racism and mm-hmm. he said, you know, by talking about black history month and he says, I don't want a month. You can't wrap up black history is American history. Yes. And you can't, you, you can't wrap up my history in a month, mm-hmm. you know? And he was talking to who uh, who is it? Morley Schaefer, one of the 60 minutes guys. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when's white history month? Yeah. And he said, well, not Morley Schaefer. Was it Dan Rather? No, it wasn't Dan Rather. It was one of the 60 minutes guys. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'm Jewish. He goes, okay, then when's Jewish month? Well, there isn't one. Well, why not? He, he said, "I don't want one." He goes, "Then that's what the reason why I don't want a Black History Month." Yep. Black History is American history. Yep. Stop dividing us. Stop putting us, a, you know, putting us in categories, mm-hmm. isolating us, compartmentalizing us. That way, you can control us.
1: The other day, and as you know, and everyone else knows, I'm a pilot. And uh, no, yes, really, yeah, it's hard like, to believe...
0: In planes or the truck stop? In uh, planes. Whoa. They let a black
1: man fly planes, you know. That's whoa, crazy, isn't it?
0: How about that? That's progressive. You know, you know what you call a, a black man in the cockpit of an airplane? A black man in the cockpit of an airplane. He's a. Pilot, you freaking racist. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) The white man called a black man racist. (laughs) That's part of the humor in it. It's
1: hilarious. (laughs) So the other day Uh, I I was... Front page of the paper. I just made it. You did, yeah. Uh, White vice mayor calls black constituent racist. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Jim. (laughs) You just gave him the headline. I did. Thank you, Dwight. No problem, man. I'm trying to help you out wherever I can. Free publicity, you know. (laughs) But the other day, I was looking at uh, different organizations for aviation. And I, I forget why I was doing it, but I remember I was reading about a guy, a black man back in the day who started a, an aviation organization for black people because, you know, he, I think he. Was, I saw that movie, it had
0: Snoop Dogg in it. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It's an awesome movie, man. Yeah, but it wasn't Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> it was? I know who Snoop Dogg is.
1: Oh, okay. You were
0: talking about the guy you were yeah, talking, the guy about. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. was it Snoop? No. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't Snoop. No, right. he, he's high
1: as a kite half the time. No. No. <laughs> but what it was was this black guy, and I'm I do not remember his name, was he wanted to become a pilot. And no school would have him. Okay and so he basically went to work, raised his own money bought himself an airplane and found someone to teach him how to fly. Yeah. And so he was, I think he was one of the first black guys to actually go to the airlines, but he started an airline or an aviation organization for black pilots. Okay. And back in the day, we're talking like fifties. It made sense back then because you know, black people didn't have the same opportunities. Right. So we did kind of band together to help each other out. Sure. Okay. But here we are now, what 70 years later, those organizations still exist. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Good question. What? There's no reason for it anymore. I mean, we, civil rights era was 19, what, late 60s? Yes. Okay. So we have affirmative action. Civil rights is done. Why do we still have race specific organizations? That should not be happening. Right. It should be, a, I mean, the Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah. How is that allowed still? Yeah. Can a white guy join it? Last time I checked, one tried and he was denied. Um, a
0: black Republican tried to join it and they wouldn't let him.
1: I heard about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so. But it's know. stuff
1: like that that continues to divide. We don't need it. No. Okay, I know you and I, we talked about this before. One of the. Um,
0: you know Will uh, United What's that? Watching Soul Play. That was the name of that movie. That was a funny movie. It was a good movie. W- was it with the honkies? So, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it
1: Tom Arnold? Tom Arnold yeah, was on it. Yeah, uh, Kevin yeah. Hart's in it. Yeah, yeah he only, he's the airline owner. Yeah,
0: Monique. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. That was a hilarious movie. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, the, the co-pilot's
1: name? He's never really actually f- he he's he's, he's oh he'd never flown. Oh no, he wasn't. He'd never flown before. And then when yeah. he, they asked him to fly, he hits his head on the on the on the in the the the, uh, the hot tub in yeah. the plane, knocks himself out. In the and, hot tub in yeah. the plane. I love it. You have like a whole uh, dance studio <laughs> and everything. That's hilarious. Anyway, continue. Stupid dog up. guy's license on Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't
0: that what you do now at Liberty? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. yeah. What was I talking about now? Something about black organizations and... Oh, how they shouldn't exist at this point. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, I agree. But, oh, some of the Congressional Black Caucus, that stuff should not be yeah. allowed, you know. But if, if we're going to get if we're if we're finally going to move past this yeah and accept everyone for who they are right we've got to stop with this whole racial discrimination because we're still practicing it even more overtly today than ever before yeah it's crazy we shouldn't be doing this no uh, we oh i know what it was i know what it was we were talking about secret societies one time yes and we had made a comment about um the uh um uh uh our founding followers were all uh, masons. Masons, thank you. Yes. And I found out a couple of years ago that they actually have a black masons um, lodge. Yeah. And I was thinking, why would you have a black masons lodge? Yeah. Now, again, I could see it back in the 1700s because, okay, fine, discrimination. What the times were. Yeah, but not today. <laughs> and I have a friend that's right. he's he's the head worshipful master or whatever of the of the the black masons lodge in yeah. in, in, in his county. And why you're, you're not helping things. You're only playing into it more, playing more into the racial stereotypes, into the, the the race discrimination. Stop with that stuff.
0: Well, as long as you've got people out there, like the squad, um, you know, they're going to push that issue. They're going to continue to push it. Why? Because it gives them a a voice. It gives them headlines, headlines. That's exactly what I was going to say. It gives them airtime on the liberal media. You know, and you know what, that also gives them head, it gives them airtime on the conservative media. And then they wonder why they get taken off of committees in the house. Yeah. Well, when you do it right, you know, because they have no business being on those committees. Yeah. No kidding. You know, but back to, you know, but to, to, to bring it all back full circle or back to the, back to the state of the union. Oh, that old thing. We're still talking about that. <laughs> Fifty-seven minutes in, we're still talking about the State of the Union. Well, okay. I mean, I know we had other things in the fruit book, but well, yeah. it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, no you kidding. know, one, two. Uh, well, all right. Uh, definitely one thing that I wanted to touch on okay. was the discussion of veterans. Okay. Um, and how he mentioned it directly and indirectly, because he talked about you know our military. Talked about how strong our military is. Mm -hmm. Talked about how strong America is because of our military. Did all of a sudden we forget about how large the numbers are in the deficit of recruiting? Mm. The amount of military people that he kicked out of the military because they refused to take the jab. Right now, our military is at such a weak position that I fear... I fear of what could happen if that's not a balloon from China coming across the upper Midwest, but it's plane loads of paratroopers like in red Dawn, like in red Dawn, how inept our military is now because they're more worried about diversity than they are showing the strength of our, our military. We don't need diversity. <laughs> well, not according to general Milley and, 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 uh, secretary Austin, which are two of the biggest jokes this country has ever seen. And an embarrassment They aren't to the forefathers who led uh, a bunch of farmers with pitchforks against the greatest empire known uh, in that, in the world at that time.
1: I wonder, was George Washington interested in diversity when he was fighting the British? Not in the least. Okay. I'm glad we got that out. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. Okay. You and know, look at how well he did. How about that? I mean, it, it Look, I was not in the military, but I'm embarrassed when I see General
0: Milley up there. What a joke!
1: I mean, when they put diversity ahead of hiring the best people to fight for our country. Yeah. That, that no, your job in the military is to shoot guns and defend our country.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: all we. That's all that
0: should be cared about. Can you defend our? Can you do the job we're hiring you to do? That's all that should matter. As George Patton said. Your job is not to die for your country; it is to make some poor dumb bastard die for his. Exactly. You know, and when it comes down to it, they really don't give a crap one way or the other about how our uh, what our pronouns are. Do you
1: think when Russia looks at us, they go, "Oh, I wonder how many black
0: people or did they sign
1: up this month, or yeah. how many Hispanics did they sign up this month?" No, they don't care. They, they
0: and, and we it, it, we it shouldn't matter for us either. When 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 he when they talk about the. The, the state of our nation is strong. When he talked about, he, he, he flat out lied about the borders. He lied mm-hmm. about our military. He lied about uh, uh, the previous administration. Lied, I mean, every category you go down through it, you can't really pick out a truth that he put in there. No. You know, it the American people should be, you know, the day after the State of the Union, um, was listening to the Sean Hannity show, mm-hmm. um, just because I happened to be in my vehicle running an errand, and I had um, the guy. They they had a guy from South Carolina, um, who was talking about all the great things that Biden had done, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there listening. And I was like, does this guy actually look and see? how much a dozen eggs cost. Does he see what's coming across the border? Does this, does any of this ring a bell with him? Hmm. You know? (laughs) And then right afterwards, another guy called down. I know they took the call on purpose because they had talked to another guy from South Carolina. And the guy was just like, I don't know where that dude's from, but he sure as hell ain't from South Carolina. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because that's not the people in America know the truth, whether they choose to see it or not whether they choose to lie about it for their party politics, you cannot deny what's going on in the country right now. All you have to do is go to the grocery store, go to the gas pump. Yep. Wait till that personal property tax comes bill comes here in the next week. Mm. You keep threatening that. Well, you know what? I mean, I represent the people of my city and my ward in my city. And I hope those people understand that I get a personal property. I get a property tax bill just like they do, and I'm no happier about it than anybody else. I still
1: think you're exempt.
0: I think you're crazy.
1: But I'm changing my address so I don't get a uh, personal (laughs) property tax. That's what what I'm gonna do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Don't don't tell the city. Okay. Oh, you're gonna do forward it to me too? Yeah. It's gonna get a return to (laughs) Cindermore. All right.
2: Because
0: mine's gonna be bad enough. But you know, when it comes down to it, I look and see everything that's going on that's been dictated down by our federal government over the last couple of years, and you know, I see where the cause is. I see where it originated from. You know, can I do anything to fix it? No. What I can do is help the people in my district and the people in my city understand the programs out there and the places they can go to help get a little relief from it, get a little aid with it. Because where it re- originated from is really what the Biden administration has done to our country since they took over. Mm-hmm. He's taking credit for, what was it he said? I'm trying to think of the wording. Um, when he talked about unemployment, black and Latino uh, uh, unemployment is near the lowest it's ever been. He didn't happen to mention that under the Trump administration, it was the lowest it had ever been.
1: Yeah, ever in the
0: history of this ever country. Ever in the history of this country. You know, by talking about all the the, the, the Trump issues, you know, that weren't the Trump issues, just like I said about the deficit. It was carried over from the Obama administration, the Obama-Biden administration. So either in this administration or the Obama years, um, we're, we're living and we're actually having to pay now for those liberal policies that they put in place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I know I'm going to have people give me a hard time and call me and go, what the hell? When they get that bill and notice that their stuff, their property taxes going up 30%. You know, And the only thing I can do now is from the standpoint where I hold in, in my city, in our city, is to help point them in the direction to get them help because there's nothing I can do about that tax issue.
1: That's because you're still exempt. You're so full of crap. <laughs> I, when I get mine, I'm going to call you. I'm going to be like, what the
0: heck? <laughs> Fix it now. I voted for you. Yes, you did. Fix it. Yes, you did, and uh, as soon as I can, I will, but Go down to the city of assessors office for me and fix it, <laughs> Mr. Councilman.
1: <laughs> it's like fixing a ticket. Yes. It's, yeah, it's not that easy. I know you. We're best
0: friends. Now go <laughs> fix it. I mean, come not on. Not that easy. Not that I easy. I am though. connected here. Go fix it. Well, I, I'm just saying it, co- <laughs> it comes up because I'm as irritated about it. Listen, there's nobody more in this city more irritated about it than I am, and I haven't seen my bill yet. It's because you're exempt. They didn't send it to you. Good Lord, they're gonna there's gonna, there's gonna be a FOIA request. I can see it. No, I am not exempt. Stop it. He is. He told me he was. Are you wearing my tinfoil hat over there? Yes, I am.
1: Okay, no, he's not exempt. I'm just making all this up.
0: Yeah, just like Joe Biden did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm channeling my inner 46. Dare I say it? Get get out of
0: my studio. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, that, so just the contradictions, the lies, all mm-hmm. that you know, uh, through the State of the Union, the lies that are being perpetrated in this room tonight about me being exempt from taxes. <laughs> all of it. It's all it's all been nothing but one line of BS from the start to the finish. You know, um, and just like are everybody else, calling I'm tired of me it. a liar. When you talk about me being exempt from property like taxes, calling me a racist. Oh, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want
1: to make sure I'm understanding this properly. Okay, we're, we're, okay, okay. Now that we've established that
0: you're a line racist, um, <laughs> stop showing me your
1: Confederate flag tattoo.
0: <laughs> Don't tell everybody my secret. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not one. That's it is right. not. Absolutely not. Anyway, so uh, let, let's move on for the last little bit. Let's mm-hmm. let, let's let's find something. I don't. I can't say more pleasant because I, you I just find, can't because I don't know what you got in the fruit book, br- fruit book over there that you' going to throw my way. Why don't we end with something that's actually kind <laughs> of funny? Okay,
1: yeah, that that would be good. Yeah, here's a good one. I found out. I actually maybe kind of laugh. Bill right. Gates. Oh my God! This is from CNBC. The headline: Bill okay. Gates on why he'll carry on using private jets and campaigning on well, climate not, change. Yeah,
0: it Doesn't apply to him. Do you know why? Because we're supposed to eat bugs. I don't know.
1: No. 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 Um, he says, well, that, uh, you know, he spends billions of dollars on climate innovation. Okay. So quote, so, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria?
0: Um, he believes
1: that because he spends billions of dollars on this stuff that that entitles him to continue to fly on his private jet.
0: Um, okay. Huh? And so I guess anyone who
1: spends a lot of money on this stuff can just fly their private jet because they can. But uh, if you and I who don't spend money on this stuff, we don't we we can't we can't we have, we have to keep making our carbon footprint as small as possible.
0: Well, you know the rules never apply. You know the rich people think that the rules never apply to them. Correct. You know, and that's just that's just the attitude that. Well, number one makes the blue collar worker hate the you know mm-hmm. the elites, mm-hmm. and and it has foots fueled the meeting in, in da- Davos. Davos, Davos, yeah. Davos,
1: Davos. It's raise your pinky. Just you say it da-
0: over there, wherever it is. I don't care. <laughs> you know that's what give the World Health Organization, World the Foreman World Economic Forum, for, huh? What
1: Red Foreman call Guadalupe.
0: Who the hell cares? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, okay. You know that's why that. The attitudes are what they are of the elites because, you know, the people Mm -hmm. don't trust them because they feel like they are so much better than everybody else. Do you know that when you buy
1: airline tickets now that they actually put your carbon footprint
0: on the ticket? Yes, I have seen that.
1: And, you know, I discovered it about a year or two ago when I was buying tickets for something. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're putting my carbon footprint on a ticket. Now, I'm spending money on this ticket. Just like how Bill Gates spends money, I'm spending money too. Yeah. So why should I care what my carbon footprint is? He doesn't care, so why should I care about mine? I mean, quite honestly, I'm I'm spending money just like he is. Maybe not as much as he is, but the concept is the same. If he can spend money and get away with it, then I still spend money and get away with it. I'm not as rich as he is. His money's better than your money. I guess his money spends differently than my money does. Yeah. Are his dollars not the same as mine?
0: No. Oh. Those are those are Microsoft dollars. Oh, that's yeah.
1: why. Okay.
0: Yeah, they automatically change when you pay that, you know, whatever kind of Microsoft fee that you pay every year, every month. Oh, okay. Well, that explains a lot. Though. Yeah. I guess I'll never be able to fly
1: a private jet or no. without feeling guilty.
0: Never. Hmm. Never. No. I mean, it, it's funny. Even somebody who comes from humble beginnings, once you're absorbed into that lifestyle, all of a sudden your opinion counts more. Your mm-hmm. money is more valuable. Your time has more of a uh, bigger dollar sign on it, mm-hmm. you know, and, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I'm still fighting this cold. It's making it's my, my cough and I was getting in the way of what I want to say. Um, <clears throat> if you're wealthy like Bill Gates, you could just pay money and it just go away. I could. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. It, that's all it takes is you know a little bit of money, you know, currency yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez, Jim, come I on. I know. I'm I'm all over the place, man. But you know, it's just like going back to the State of the Union again. I, I know, but it, it listen. He hit a lot of points and lied about a lot of things because one of the things he said was uh, how many of the Fortune 500 countries paid zero dollars in taxes? Oh, all of them. You know wait a minute, if they paid zero dollars in taxes and you've been in public service in you know in the upper echelons of United States government for 50 years, um, isn't that your fault?
1: Pretty much. Oh, but he's going to find a way to tax the billionaires. Yeah. It's funny. He, he's you mean tax- all of his friends, all the people who support his programs and policies. Yeah, which he's really not going to do. No, of course but, but not. But it's funny how he goes after the billionaires but not the
0: millionaires that he is. Well, look, I mean, he, he's talking about the, the, the top percentage of people of, uh, of, uh, money holders
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the country. You know, most of the people who donated to his causes donated to his, his campaigns over the years, you know, but they're talking about, you know, changing it. I loved when Trump came out and they found, fi- they finally subpoenaed enough to where they got his tax records and, mm-hmm. And it showed that he was legal and above board on his taxes because he used the same loopholes, the same tax plan uh, as the Clintons and the Bidens and the Obamas. But he's not allowed to. Yeah. Uh, He's not allowed to do that. Right. Only they can. What did Trump say? You want me to pay more in taxes? Change the code. But yet, did you see what the, what the IRS is doing under the program where they tried to hire 87,000 87, new uh, uh, police officers? Mm-hmm. Did you see what they're doing when it comes to the uh, taxing um, tips for servers? No, what was that? Now they've got a new program where the um, uh, like restaurant owners are required mm-hmm. to hold the tips of servers so it can be taxed. Oh my. The people who make less than minimum wage, they're going, yeah, we're just going, we, we, we're not after the middleman. We're not after middle America. We're not after the, the middle class. No, we just want those rich people to pay their fair share. That is such a curtain of bullshit that it ain't even funny. Mm-hmm. Because Biden is in that category that he's talking about. Biden is in there, just like Hunter Biden, just like Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, that whole, the Obamas. Just like the Nancy Pelosi's and Paul Pelosi's when Nancy went into public service. <gasps> you said Paul you, Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, dude. All right? <laughs> I didn't say the whole word out because I, I know we yeah. may have kids listening, but uh, that dude, all right? That's the way I'm going to put it. I don't give a crap. It kind of irritated me, too, that he wore a hat during the uh, oh, State yeah, of the Union. Oh, yeah, I saw that. yeah. Disrespectful. Mm-hmm. If your head needs bandage, wear your bandage. Wear that as a badge of honor if you want to. But take your hat off when you're in the people's uh, uh, people's buildings Mm -hmm. anyway, you know, when they come in to public service and been there for 50 years and now are worth over $200 million, just one, just Nancy Pelosi, not even mentioning the amount of money that Paul Pelosi's worth, Mm -hmm. you know, when you got that kind of money and you are taking advantage of the tax code that you help write, to keep that money and then turn right around and try to tax the cash tips of servers out there who are working for less than minimum wage, uh, there's language I want to use right now that I won't.
1: I remember a couple of years ago, I was <coughs> talking to someone, we were talking about uh, eBay, you know, yes. you could sell things on eBay and everything and, yes. and, um, and, and we and use PayPal for all your transactions, whatever. Yeah. And, and now if you do more than $600 right. worth of transactions on PayPal, right. basically they send you was a 1099 at the end right. of the year. Right. It used to be something like $20,000 before yeah. you cross that line. Yeah. So now if you sell one item worth $600. Yep. It's, it's, you've taken all the fun out of even buying and selling online.
0: It's not even, it's not even the fun. It's, it's the, the practicality of it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, even when you get on an auction site, you may have an item that's worth $50 Mm -hmm. and two people want it and they get in a bidding war and you end up, you know, somebody end up bidding $700 just to have it. And, you know, even though I say the value is $50, if you've ever been to an auction, been in an auction site and see people get all fired up, you know, in the heat of the moment where some things have gone for prices, unbelievable, it's possible. Mm -hmm. So now you got to pay taxes on an item. That sold for more than what it was actually worth is is ridiculous. And what they're doing is they're picking the 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 meat off of the bones of the people who work and sweat every day yeah. who's just trying to get ahead. Yeah. The same they make loopholes and laws that allow them to circumvent paying taxes to allow their their bank accounts to grow. But us the little man, we're not allowed to do that. I was looking up, remember the, the quote
1: that comes to mind that Ronald Reagan once said The government's view of the economy can be summed up in a few short phrases. If it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what we're doing. We, we have a, we, Absolutely. you know, people are enterprising. They get on eBay, they have all these eBay stores, and they're trying to make a living yeah. for themselves. And now all of a sudden, you want to tax uh-huh. everything they make. Absolutely. I mean, it, how is that helping anyone? Yeah. You're, 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 you're taking blood from a stone, essentially.
0: And see, when you're talking about these, these big Fortune 500 companies that pay zero taxes, you know, not true. Right. Because there's so many different taxes, permits, regulations that they have to pay fees on that even if they do get a break in taxes, you're also looking at all the employment taxes you don't get to be a fortune 500 company by not having any employees mm-hmm. well you got to pay payroll taxes you got to you know look at the amount of tax that's being taken for out of out of payroll look at the amount of tax that's taken off of benefits mm-hmm. you know i mean there's so many different fees and permits and and all the the things that local state and federal government make money off of every fortune 500 company that it's it's amazing that our economy runs as well as it does. Right. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernie Madoff couldn't have done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> well, <now> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Oh my God. He's just doing what the U S government's been, you know, he just did what the U S government does on a regular basis. Well, he just didn't get away with it. Right. Well, yeah, the you know, he he crossed somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Social Security is a perfect example of that. Oh yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, how much how much money do you think is in the Social Security fund? None. Zero. Why? Because they keep dipping into it and using it for other things and pay living that that Social Security payment check to check every month. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, can you imagine if you had the bank account to where you could pay a Social Security monthly debt or mo- a monthly bill for the total of social security by working check to check. Mm. Apparently those fortune 500 countries companies are paying taxes in some way now, aren't they? Oh yeah. Or that wouldn't be possible. Yeah. No, they're, everyone's paying. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
1: that's why we got to stop listening to what the left has to say. Yeah. That's why I can't listen to Joe Biden. Every time he opens his mouth, it's, an, it's another lie after another lie. And, and you're absolutely right. His entire speech there, was, there were there were no truths in there. Yeah, all it was was him yelling at the American people and yelling at the Republicans about stuff that they, the Democrats, are responsible for.
0: Why he's holding sure. us responsible makes absolutely no sense. Telling us how we need to work together, but starts yelling about taking your guns, taking yeah. your, uh, ban assault weapons now, ban us. Ass- no such thing as an assault weapon. That's right. No. And, and what's such that going thing. to
1: accomplish?
0: Nothing. 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 I love how they twist the numbers around when i, t- when, I t- t- when i helped to fo- when uh, i helped forge the the legislation that took uh, assault weapons away in 1994 the violent crime rate went down no it didn't mm-hmm. in your in, in your way of twisting the numbers the probability and statistics class that i took show me how you did it you know don't 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 handle those hand those twisted numbers out to try to prove your point because we know we it didn't we can make you know, up numbers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it's easily done. I'll never forget uh, my my professor in the probability and statistics class. Mm-hmm. I love what he said. The bigger the one uh, category of people who love that probability and statistics class the most were politicians. Mm-hmm. Because you can in that out of that way of forming equations, you can make numbers say whatever you want them to. But when it the comes f- to to cold hard facts, Math, true, solid, fundamental math, addition, subtraction, multiplication, loan division, never lies. It's the universal language. What was the phrase that Mark Twain once says? There's lies, damned lies, and statistics. Yes. <laughs> and he was so right. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. So everything from the, the State of the Union was, it, it, was, it was an embarrassment. hmm You know? And you know how, uh, and I've kind of got you on that bug, too, when you go look at foreign news services. When you go look at Al Jazeera and different places like that and see what they had to say about uh, Joe Biden's State of the Union, mm-hmm. they pretty much really said the same thing we've said. It's a joke. It was a joke. It was, it was embarrassing. embarrassing. There's
1: it, it even a part, too, where um, he made a comment about, oh, he was talking about gas in this country and uh, how, you know, well, we still need to have oil for the next 10 years
0: <laughs> and the, the people cracked up in there because that was such a they were idiotic laughing. statement.
1: They were laughing at him.
0: Yeah. Imagine what the Saudis thought of it. Oh my gosh. 10 years.
1: <laughs> um, he is Joe Biden is an absolute idiot.
0: Yeah. I mean, just it's, it's embarrassing. And you know, if it was because of his age, if it was because of his, um, you know, men, his diminished mental state of, of, of his age, I would have a little more pity on it. But when you go back and you look through his career um, from his first days in the Senate, mm-hmm. um, it has been one, you know, one lie after another. Yeah. Finished in the top of his class, you know, <laughs> corn pop. I mean, it doesn't matter what he's talked about. Yeah. It's been one lie after another, Platurized. after another, after another. Yeah. I mean, uh, as we're in this, st- in the studio now, um, there's a new story on TV talking to George Santos, you mm-hmm. know, the guy who's obviously got issues yep. and who's obviously a, a, an embarrassment to the Republican party, you know, they're kind of stuck with him. Nassau County's kind of stuck with him now, you know, but they talk about some of the lies he made. They just posted a whole screen full of lies that Joe Biden has perpetuated since he's came into public service, which one was worse.
1: Well, no one, no one's going to hold Joe Biden accountable, and quite honestly, the Republican Party ought to hold Santos accountable and responsible for what he said. Absolutely, they never should seat him as a congressman at all. Well, you, you got in office
0: because of deceit. Well, he's, he's. He, I don't know if a lame duck is the right way to do it because he's had his committee positions taken away. He's, mm-hmm. he's really just kind of. Hold in place, but the party should be yeah. saying no. Well, the party should have done their homework before they ran. They should have, absolutely, as, as a U.S. congressman. Yeah, that, that that is embarrassing for the Republican Party. That is that a, never should yeah. have
1: happened. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. but you know, but back to your point though, who did it? Who's worse? I mean, obviously Joe Biden's a lot worse. Sure, you know, but if we're gonna hold Biden to task, we got to hold Santos as well. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You're a liar. You did not get there by
0: you know. By by the by the proper means, right, right. Now, how about has he got you know four years to to fix it? Do Santos Santos does he have four years? To, I mean, he could fix it and come do, back. Do you, do you give would you give him benefit of the doubt if he comes up and and actually starts being an, an honest person? And no, you you got
1: elected because of dishonest means. I honestly yes. believe there should be a special election in that, in that, in that district. Okay. And there are Republicans who disagree with me and say, oh, well, then we'll lose. We, we, it's going to compromise yeah, our majority. I don't, I don't care that about That's not that my compromise. problem. No, yeah. no,
0: I would rather you get in office because of the right reason. Yeah. But I, you know, in there's some ways, I don't know that I blame him as much as I blame, I blame the Republican party that put him up. We should never have been nominated. Right. Ever. Right. But right. again, I go back to. I don't he, support him at all either. I just wanted to ask that question. He is responsible for his actions. Sure he is.
1: And he, I don't know how someone like him could call himself a Republican and
0: continue to try to serve yeah. his constituents well, when you lied and well, you knew it. Yeah. Well, he just kind of fits the, um, fits the mold of what we have coming out of DC for the most part. And that's the kind of stuff that Trump was trying to clean out. That that's part of the swamp. It's the swamp. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And, and he just adds to the Republican side of it. Yeah. Yeah. No different. No different. Give us something positive. We started going positive, and yeah. then we delved back into it. I guess the, pride the state of, of the thing union wasn't as positive. Yeah, the state of the union just put such a black cloud over this week that it's hard to to come out of it. So, give us something positive out of the old fruit book okay. to end on. Tonight. This one did kind of uh, make me laugh a little bit. Hopefully, it'll make you laugh too. All right,
1: make me laugh. Church of England. Oh my God! <laughs> debates using gender-neutral pronouns for God. <laughs> I find that hilarious because uh, the Bible's pretty clear God's a he.
0: Yeah, well, Uh, yeah. And
1: and for a while, people were arguing that God is a she too. You know, so I guess now we're going to argue that he, she, it is gender neutral. Uh, Which, you say the Church of England? (laughs) The Church of England.
0: Uh, Well, they're a bunch of nut jobs anyway. I know they are. And they're re- they're irrelevant. Yeah, but I find it funny. I mean, it's uh, if you just said it came out of the Vatican, it wouldn't surprise me anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, but
0: in this day and time,
1: it, I, yeah. God is a he. Yeah, it's very clear that he's a he. Yeah, I mean i just i don't see the disc you know what it really is
0: what it's satan <laughs> well apparently you watched the grammys this week I, yeah i i saw the <laughs> clip oh my gosh yeah that's insane yeah that uh wow so it, here's the conversation me and my wife had okay um i've turned into my parents <laughs> <laughs> i know the feeling you know I you know, listen it, and, and granted, everybody, you've established it very well that I'm a little bit older than you. Slightly. I'm a rocker, man. I grew up a rock and roll kid. And, hey, and, I'm 40. You're like 41. And I mean, come on. You know, my heart is Plus. in all kinds of music. You know that. You, yes. you know that we've had... Long into the middle of the night, conversations oh, yeah. about different styles of music, uh, from uh, N.W.A. and Public Enemy to uh, Judas Priest, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Follow for Now, and and bands that never made it that big, but they were just as awesome, you know, of all different genres, all different, you know. You've schooled me in <laughs>
1: music, you know. I have a, like a bachelor's degree in music
0: now. I'm telling you, man, I, 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 music was you, you know have a Ph.D. in it. I, you know, I, I enjoy music. I enjoy, Doctor. you go all the way back to uh, another one. Um, I enjoy, you know, old jazz. I enjoy, you know, there's a lot of hip hop out there. I like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, uh, but I'm a rocker down deep, you know, I grew up on kiss and Motley Crue and, you know, absolutely. Just stuff that when you're an angry teenager, uh-huh. it fit the mold, mm-hmm. you uh-huh. know, and My room was covered in, in kiss posters when I was a kid, you know? Um, wait,
1: wait, wait, you mean like first lady, second dude kiss or
0: no, as in the band kiss, rock and roll all night, party every day kiss. Just wanted to clarify. All right. Detroit rock city kiss, you know? Um, one of my first albums was a Kiss album. I mean, my cousin Bobby got me into, into music, and my, my other two cousins, Ronnie and Gary, which were on two separate sides. Well, Ronnie and Gary was on one side of the family, on my dad's side. Bobby's on my mom's side of the family. They were all rockers, and mm-hmm. they were the closest thing I had to brothers. You know, it's just me and my sister growing up. And, of course, I wanted to be like them because they were older. Mm-hmm. And I got, I mean, I was a rock and roll kid, period. You couldn't see an inch of my wall When I was a kid, even on the ceiling, I had kiss posters. I mean, it was, it was covered, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I've always been a big kiss fan, but my mom, Oh my God, and Satan service. You know, that's what kiss stood for. They're the, you know, it was fun. It was cartoonish. It Mm -hmm. was comic books. Mm -hmm. Motley Crue came out and shouted the devil. It wasn't shout with the devil. It was shout at the devil, you know, and there was a lot of people who, you know, uh, 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 Boycotted them and who tried to, you know, tried to get them banned in places, mm-hmm. you know. And I always just thought that was crazy because it was all cartoonish to me. What was the band where if you yeah. played their stuff backwards? Oh, it was supposed to be Kiss. Was it Kiss? Yeah. Okay. Judas Priest was one of them, you know, because Judas Priest and Ozzy both got sued uh-huh. by kids who killed themselves, parents,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And, and Judas Priest actually went through a trial really? and had to prove themselves innocent that they weren't responsible for this kid's death. Mm hmm. You know, so there was, you know, there's been periods of time when you had Tipper Gore, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to put, uh, who who was part of the, the, was it PMRC, Parents Music Resource, you know, who got labeling on albums, you know, and they were people like Two Live Crew. Mm -hmm. You know, do you remember Two Live Crew? I know the name. I don't know what they do, but I know the name. Oh my God. We've got more education to do (laughs) here. You know, but like NWA, Public Enemy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, back in those days, and they put the warning labels on it, you know, and and kids were like, this is crazy. It's just, you know, fun music. Um, But what happened on the Grammys this week, um, that's a different level, man. Mm -hmm. Completely different level in the satanic imagery, the imagery of it all, um, and the messaging, the transgender uh, message that was pushed, that is really indoctrinating our kids. And it's, you know, as a kid then, I didn't believe that Motley Crew was shouting with the devil. No, shout at the devil, different conversation. You know, I didn't believe, you know, we all wanted to grow our hair long and, and hang out on the sunset strip and, and party like they did. But we knew that was not a lifestyle for everybody. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, but now when you look at society, you look at what's going on with the, the furries in school, mm-hmm. when you look at kids who are so twisted and in turmoil about their sexuality and you know, the 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 the, the <coughs> Oh my goodness, this cold is killing me. When you look at you know what our government is pushing as far as um, you know trying to twist the minds of our children and then the music takes it that far a step you know, with, with Sam Smith, uh, coming out dressed the way he was and the imagery that he had, I've really, you know, where my parents had it wrong. It's evolved now into, um, I've turned into my parents because it has changed into, it's changed into something that they feared the most. Well,
1: I, I'm with you on that. You know, uh, I again, I didn't grow up on the music that you did, but I remember growing up and my parents talking about, you know, a lot of the video games that were out, a lot of the music that was out, a lot of it, most yeah. of it was not. I grew up, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. I know you're a Christian as well. I, I grew up in a, a staunchly religious household. I didn't listen to a lot of that music. Yeah. And I was kind of raised that most of that stuff out, most of the secular stuff was satanic in a way. Today, it's like they're trying, like Satan is trying to be, instead of being covert, yeah. it's overt. Yeah. It's now. going to be in your face. Yep. I was hiding in the background. I'm not hiding anymore. Now, yeah. Now yeah. we got Sam Smith dress, dressed up as a red Satan. Okay. Yeah. We've got satanic clubs starting up in elementary
0: schools.
2: Yeah.
1: You cannot tell me that a satanic club in elementary school is not about
0: Satan. We got cities putting up, you know, religious temples to Satan. Did you see the the, the thing they yeah. put up
1: was in New York City on it the on the courthouse? Was... Yes. That is this this, yeah. this what this androgynous being that it's a, I even know what it is. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's supposed to be a temple to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Is that the one? Well, it's, it's
1: got the, the collar from, yeah. Ruth Bader, from RBG, but I mean, it's stuff like this. It has no place. It should have no place in our society. Yeah.
0: Well, we've, we've escalated, you know, I remember, you know, used to, you'd order albums off t- off a TV and it was a mm-hmm. compilation album, K-Tale albums, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you have to go back to YouTube and find commercials for that. But I remember an album my mom had that we used to play all the time called leader of the pack. And It was fifties and sixties rock and roll songs, and it was so. One of the songs was so taboo because it talked. The lyrics talked about a girl who fell in love with a biker Ooh. because he rode a motorcycle. It was bad. Yeah, you know. And then you know I'm listening to Kiss, mm-hmm. you know, which you know rock and roll all day, party all night, you know, um, you know uh, different types of songs about youth and angst. Those things were you know rebellious sure um for the time they were in but they never crossed the line to where they're singing a song about wet ass vagina Mm -hmm. you know one of the most popular songs out last year and vagina was replaced that with a p word that i don't really want to use because i don't know who listens and i don't want to be a part of that um promoting it right you know, but it is just repetitiveness about a very distinct uh, time in sexual activity. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, I I'm trying you. really hard to do yeah. this right. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I, uh, yeah, because your daughter may be listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, uh, that's not something I want to perpetuate. You know, and now we've gone into the point of where it is, if you saw that, and if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Um, you don't have to subject yourself to the whole thing, but look at, at Sam Smith's performance, uh, with, uh, the person that he sang with, Mm. who is a award-winning transgender. I don't know what it was biologically born in as it was, but looks like a female now. Um, and they're celebrating this and they're promoting this and it's polluting. It's, it's, it's. I'm not Tipper Gore. I swear to God, I'm not Tipper Gore. (laughs)
1: Not that you know of. (laughs) But it has
0: taken such a turn because they saw, I think they saw a lot of what happened back in those days. And even though it was innocent, but perceived that way, they saw how, okay, if that's the way it is, then we can actually use it as a tool now to help um, push our agenda.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Music is not music anymore. You don't go out and cut your teeth in the clubs as a band. It's not a bunch of guys you went to high school with who put a band together and practiced in the garage and went out and cut your teeth in the clubs. And you wrote songs about girls or you wrote songs about cars. You wrote songs about, um, you know, things that you grow up with guys and trucks or girls and trucks who leave their guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are country songs. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, it is now processed. It is now, uh, scientifically, uh, recorded. Mm hmm to where different decibels have different brain reactions. Music business is a whole different world now. And me and you both have experience in the music Mm -hmm. world. Um, So don't think for a second that I'm just being tipper gore. No, I've seen it firsthand how it works. You're being an old fuddy-duddy. Come on. Listen, you've got different, yeah, but think about it. If you've got a more modern vehicle with a digital radio in your car, Mm -hmm. you have an EQ setting on your radio for R&B. You have an EQ setting for uh, blues. You have an EQ setting for news or talk radio. It has different settings in there because different frequencies register differently on the human brain. Yep. And those are being used in this new electronic music, this new stuff that is not, you know, your buddies in high school who put a band together, Mm -hmm. you know, Bob Seger and the silver bullet band out of Michigan were a bunch of guys that played together when they were in high school. You know, our friend Linda went to school the same time they did not too far from there, Mm -hmm. you know, and knew those guys, you know, it's not, that's not the way it works anymore. And it is used as a tool against the kids of our country in the same way that our parents thought it worked against us. They took what they thought when we were kids and, put, and figured out a way to put it into use now. It's a different world. It's a different way of pushing that agenda. And I'm telling you what, if people don't pay attention to what happened on the Grammys, then it's the same as not paying attention to what the, uh, Joe Biden said during the entire State of the Union address. So I think a lot of the
1: music today is all about that agenda,
0: right? I, I, sure. I've always believed that older music
1: and, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, yes, some of them had, had messages. I won't sure. deny that. But I think that in a typical album, it all wasn't about message. It was about, yeah, you know, guy lost a girl, yep. guy lost his car, you know, whatever. Someone's going through a tough time in their life, they're singing about it. Yep. But today it's all about pushing that agenda, whether it's, you know, whatever it's going to be. And yeah, music is being used as a tool against us. It's no longer the traditional music that we all grew up on that we like. I mean, I even go as far as, you know, I love listening to Christian music. I don't listen to much of the new stuff anymore just because of the fact that the theology in it is so weak. Yeah. Now it's, it's, gone, it's, it's gone, Christian music has gone from being theologically sound and 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 talking about Jesus or singing about Jesus and singing about what He's done for us to now being let's put some words together that sound good. Yeah. And whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's a number one hit because it sounds good. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just it, it's the it's it's it it doesn't work for me. I well, I, I want to go back to the days where the music was music. Well, when, when I could sing it, I understood the lyrics. I knew what it was saying. I knew what it meant.
0: Well. You know, you go back to mainstream music, you know, used to be about going out and, you know, having fun and chasing girls and mm-hmm. racing cars, you know. Kids don't go out and do those things anymore. No. They meet online. They talk online. Everything's about being, you know, in that virtual mm-hmm. virtual world. And the music has definitely taken advantage of that virtual world mm-hmm. to red pill or blue pill.
1: I'm waiting for music to come out and start, start singing about Fortnite. And you know, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, you know, '65.
0: I'm sure it's out there. You just have, we just, we're just too old now to, to go f- to to recognize it when you see it. Yeah,
1: I met this girl on Fortnite, and when I met her in person, she wasn't as cute as her avatar was. And wait for music, you know, for lyrics like that.
0: So what this all comes down to mm-hmm. is there is nothing in that fruit book this week to where we can end on really a positive note.
1: No, obviously not, because it's all. Hang on, hang on, hang on, maybe, hang on, hold on, what's this one? about Ukraine. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's going to end on a positive note. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> let's see here. Oh, see, Zelensky. we know,
0: we know what happens when I tell a joke on here. Yeah. No it makes kidding. the front page of the paper. <laughs> yeah. So you stop
1: telling jokes. Uh, nope. Let's see. Zelensky <laughs> went to, or he was talking to King Charles and apparently King Charles was a pilot back in the day and still is a pilot. And do you um, know any pilots? I do know. Okay. Um, Zelensky presented the Speaker of the House of Commons with, uh, with a Ukrainian Air Force helmet inscribed by Ukrainian pilot, quote, we have freedom. Give us wings to protect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, so he went to Buckingham Palace where he met King Charles III. Uh, the king told the president that we've all been worried about you and thinking about your country for so long. What? A year? Yeah. In his parliament speech, Zelensky noted that Charles was a qualified military pilot. Oh, quote, the king is an air force pilot, Zelensky said. And in Ukraine today, every air force pilot is a king.
0: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to The Liberty Room this week. Don't forget, thelibertyroom.com is the website you go to to share with all your friends on all the social media that you uh, subscribe to. Speaking of subscribe, when you go to The Liberty Room, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Get all the updates and uh, times whenever the new episode is available for you to listen to. Also, while you're there at thelibertyroom.com, click on over to thejimwood.com. Get you over to Wednesdays with Jim, the live conversation show every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on all your favorite social media platforms, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Telegram. Also, don't forget this is this podcast. If for some reason you're not getting it on uh, uh, on Google, well, go on over to Apple. If you're not on Apple, go to Spotify. If you're not paying for a Spotify subscription, guess what? Go to iHeartRadio. And there's a plethora more that you can link to on the website where you you, and all your friends can get the Liberty Room and also link to and get Wednesdays with Jim. Hopefully next time we'll have something a little bit more lighter to end on.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I'll do better next time. I promise.
0: <laughs> Until next week, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday, or you can listen to us next Friday here in the Liberty Room.